Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, I'm Sam. And I'm Rachel. We're the creators of Plant School. Rachel's going to be teaching me, a plant novice, everything I need to know about plants, plant care, and gardening, all in a way that anyone can understand. Yeah, whether you have never touched a plant or you consider yourself an expert and you want to just learn more, this podcast is for you. And though it sounds simple, there's actually a lot to cover. So what are you waiting for? Join Join us us in in Plant plant School. School. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 24 of Plant School. Today we'll be talking about artificial lighting. Sounds like a super interesting topic we've got here today, it Rachel. It is super interesting, Sam, and I can feel your excitement. Yep. So we're going to talk about how you can basically substitute your own light for the sun's light. Did yeah. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. So if the sun's not there, you can make your own sun. All right. We won't actually be making the artificial light. We'll be probably just buying them. Oh, okay. That's good That'd be cool if we could make them, but I'm not that technical. Okay, so why do plants need light? This is a super basic question. Yeah, so... Does it have a super basic answer? (laughs) I don't know, you tell me. You answer this question for me. Why do plants need light? Photosynthesis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in one word, that's a good way to explain it. Light um, is needed to convert energy um, for the plant to make food, to grow, to flower, to do everything that it needs to do. So that is why plants need light. Okay. Anything else with that? No, that's it. Okay. I just thought we'd set that basis in case someone didn't know. I'm sure everyone knows, though. Um... And so with light, we know that there is the light spectrum of Roy G. Biv. Mm-hmm. The visible Red, orange, light. yellow, green, blue, violet. Yeah. Are there certain colors within that spectrum that are more important to plants than others? Say blue. Yeah, actually, blue is one of them. Oh, really? How did you know that? because well, blue is way better than red. <laughs> well... Well, Sam, um, red and blue are actually the most important wavelengths of uh, light for plants. So we're going to have to have some... the Sith. Yeah, we're going to have to have some cohesion in here. Um, but yeah, so plants, uh, they reflect yellow and green wavelengths, and that is why most plants appear green, because they are reflecting that wavelength back to your eyeball, telling you that it is green. So... It absorbs mostly blue and red. Those are the most important energy sources for plants. So as I was reading, it turns out that they serve two different purposes. I'm sure they overlap a little bit, but blue light primarily helps with foliage growth. So like your leaves, um, your stems, that kind of thing. And red light helps with flowering and fruiting of your plant, which I thought was 
interesting that they kind of helped with different areas of your plant's needs. Sorry about that. And then just like so that we understand the sun provides a balance of all wavelengths of light, right? And inside, they aren't receiving that much light as they would as they would. As they would, as they would, as would. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here. As they would outside. Um, so sometimes they're just going to need a little bit of artificial lighting to have adequate growth. Gotcha. So when we say artificial lighting, I feel like we've already answered this. What is artificial lighting? Well, Merriam-Webster definition is just light produced by electric lamps. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's not light that's going to take over the world like artificial intelligence. Yeah, no. Kill all the humans. That would be awful. That sounds something like a laser beam sort of light. <laughs> <laughs> a Death Star's artificial light. Yeah. Lighting. Um, are there different types of light then? Um, of artificial light, yes. Of artificial light. Yeah. So there are four main types that I'm going to talk about. So the first one is incandescent. Um, a lot of homes have incandescent light bulbs. Not so much anymore. They're kind of like fading out because they're older. They are a poor light source for plants. They produce a lot of heat. So that can be kind of a problem if you have those, you know, near your plants. You don't really want that heat affecting them. Then there are fluorescent bulbs. So this is arguably one of the better sources of artificial light for your plants. They don't get hot. They last a long time. Um, they're more energy efficient than incandescent are. The third type is high intensity or gas light or sometimes called halogen light. They're frequently used in greenhouses because they are really efficient, uh, but they emit a lot of heat. They're bulky and expensive. So normally you would never use this in your house, but greenhouses like to use them because of how efficient they are. And then lastly, this one is some uh, a source of light that probably everyone is familiar with. It's light emitting diodes or LED. It's the newest source of light that we have, you know, as humans, I guess, and it's extremely energy efficient. It can be, you know, customized to only emit red and blue light that's needed by plants. It doesn't get hot, not like incandescent does. It can be a little bit more pricey comparatively to these other um, artificial light types. And as I was reading and researching these different types and, you know, what kind is best, what kind to buy, I was reading that sometimes when you are looking for... Uh, light artificial lights for plants there are like ripoff versions it'll just say plant bulb and they are literally just tinted incandescent bulbs they don't do anything for your plant besides making them look more green to your own eye but they don't do anything for your plants so just watch out for that we'll talk a little bit more like what to look for if you're wanting to buy them but don't buy something that just says plant bulb um, usually those are, they're useless, basically. Don't buy plant bulbs. Yes. Okay. Which type is the most popular to be used for plants? So I was reading that fluorescent lights are mainly used because they are um, more affordable 
they're energy efficient, they're easy to use. And Sam, do you like, do you know what I mean when I'm talking about like fluorescent tube lights? Uh, I just imagine those longer light bulbs that are like in old 80s homes and kitchens. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like or like at schools and stuff. Yeah, or 80s homes. Or 80s homes. We should have some because I feel like our apartment is. is from the 80s. It is. Um, but yeah, so those long tubes are fluorescent lights. So they they come in different kinds. There's like cool white. There's warm white. White fluorescent lighting does not work as well. But if you get a mix of the cool and the warm white lights, um, it, it can help benefit your plants. So when you are looking to buy a fluorescent light if you you know are wanting to go with the most popular one that people use for growing plants you're going to want to look for full spectrum that's what it'll say it'll be a full spectrum bulb they even have some that are like specifically designed to growing plants and they should specify that but if not just look for the words full spectrum and that should cover you on you know giving your plants the light they need okay um, why would you want to use an artificial light? Yeah, so if you aren't getting, you know, sufficient hours of sunlight for your plant, if you live somewhere where there's just, like, really short hours of daylight, I'm thinking, like, on the poles of planet Earth, like <laughs> where it's just, you aren't getting enough, typically you are going to be wanting, like, between um, 14 to 16 hours of sunlight, which... Gosh, I don't know if we even get that here sometimes. But usually your pl- your plant will do just fine with that. But if you just feel like it's really short, artificial light can be very helpful. Or if you have areas of your home that aren't well lit, um, if there's like no windows in one bedroom and you want to put plants in there, artificial lights can really help with that. And another reason why you'd want to use them is if you like have some sort of growing station. I know some people will have like kind of like these miniature uh, greenhouses in their home. It just kind of looks like a bookshelf sort of setup and they have lights on each um, on each shelf. So if you, you know, you kind of want this enclosed case, grow lights are great for that as well. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. And then we will continue our discussion on artificial lighting. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Plant School. 
Let's continue our discussion on artificial lighting. Rachel, how in the world do you even use an artificial light? Well, let me tell you. You, if so, if you've bought one and you're wondering, you know, where to put it, mm-hmm. you're going to want to place them 6 to 12 inches away mm-hmm. from your plant. Right. So, <laughs> you are giving me Bill Nye vibes Sorry. right here. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Um, anyways, you're going to want to keep the light source 6 to 12 inches away. The intensity of the light drops rapidly as the distance increases. So, that's why you want it um, fairly close. You're going to want to adjust the lights as the plant grows so the plant isn't growing into the light. And when you are using them, you actually want to be turning them on when your plants are receiving window light. So in the daytime, you're going to be wanting to turn on your artificial lights. Using your lights just at the beginning or just at the end of the day will not be as effective. So could you use an artificial light to suntan, sunbathe? That's a really good question. I don't know. I Like, I know you need UV light to sunbathe, so maybe not. Because I don't think these plant lights are UV lights. Could right? you go blind staring at a, an artificial light for your plant? These are the important know. questions. Yeah, these are important. I don't know if you could. I'm sure it doesn't do your eyeballs any good to be staring at, you know, a light bulb. Especially if you're really close. <laughs> Very true. But I don't what, know if you could go blind from it. Maybe if you stuck if your eye right you, on it. If you let your plant grow into the artificial light, could it catch fire? Hmm. I don't know. It would need to kind of die first, I think, and get dry and crispy, and then it could catch fire. But with like maybe an incandescent bulb where those get really hot could be maybe with one of those like definitely with like one of those gas lights because I feel like those things are really hot, you know. But I don't think normally it could cause you a fire since, you know, LED and fluorescent lights are just so low heat. You need to like stick a dead plant in your light for anything to happen to. I guess speaking of uh you know being able to burn your plant with an artificial light if Where that's possible <laughs> how much light does your plant really need oh. um like could you kill your plant by giving it too much light how much is the perfect amount of light artificial light yeah so it's going to vary with each plant. It's very similar to like how much does a plant need of just like normal sun coming from your window, you know? Mm-hmm. Like succulents, they're going to want more intense light and they'll be okay. Whereas something like um, like a ZZ plant or things like a snake plant, they don't need as much like intense light all the time. So with that being said, you're probably going to want to look up your specific plant and its light needs. Most plants, though, will do just fine with 16 to 18 hours of light each day. They can survive on 12 to 14 as well. That's not a big deal for them. And some plants, we've talked about this in our Christmas podcast about poinsettias, um, but their poinsettias are an example of a short day plant. They can be kept from flowering if they're getting too much light. 
So there's not very many types of these kind of plants. So if you're worried this is happening to yours, it's probably not. It includes things like poinsettias and chrysanthemums. So they need only about 10 hours to flower. So pretty short increments of sunlight to be flowering or changing their colors. Uh, so just know that they should be in the range from anywhere from like 12 to 18 normally. And to do this, because you're probably like, gosh, do I have to like set a timer and go and like flip on the switch? There are light timers. They're super easy. You just plug them into your wall and then you plug your light into that. And it's kind of like a an adapter that your light plugs into. And I will include a link of, you know, an example of a light timer that I just found on Amazon. And anything I talk about really in today's podcast, because we're going to talk about like a lot of different things that you can buy. I'm going to include a link just so you can go and look, get an idea, maybe, you know, research if which one would fit best in your home if you're needing an artificial light for your plants. But yeah, those will all be in the show notes. Sweet. Um, so how do you make the most of your artificial light? You've gone and you bought one. How do you, how do you make the most of it? Yeah, I, I didn't even know this was a thing before I started looking into this podcast episode, but it's actually a really good idea to have reflectors or some sort of reflective surface that will maximize the available light that you are giving out with this artificial light. So some bulbs come with self-contained reflectors and those are very helpful. For example, we have some little veggies growing in this like little small planter box right now and the lights are surrounded by oh it's it's not tinfoil but it's just like a silver sort of mirror-like um, surface and so that kind of helps there be a lot of available light that's reflecting around um, down onto these plants so another idea that you can do if you're If the light you buy doesn't come with that, you know, self-contained reflectors, you can put a white painted surface, you know, that your plants are sitting on. White reflects um, all colors of light. Uh, Black absorbs it. So if it's sitting on a, a black shelf or something like that, that's not the best reflective surface. You could put aluminum foil down and that will reflect the light back up to your plants. But just keep that in mind. If you get an artificial light, you can really kind of like double down on what's being given to your plants by having a reflective surface. Um, Try to keep the plants from shading each other as well. If you have them kind of one's covering the other, they're not going to benefit at all, of course, from your artificial light. So, yeah. Okay. Um, how, How do you know how much light, artificial light, your plant is getting? Yeah, so this is this is kind of tricky because the human eye is a very poor judge of light intensity. Your eye automatically adjusts to different light levels. It's kind of like when you've been outside all day and you come into a house that's like, like it's lit, but you come and you can hardly see anything. You know, your your eye just adjusts. And so to kind of get a full scope of how much light my plant is actually getting 
you can't just use your eyeball, unfortunately. I know. It's free. It comes with you. Actually, there might be people out there listening that might not have eyes. I'm so sorry. (laughs) You're so insensitive. I know. But for most people, um, anyways, you're going to want to use a light meter. You can you know, buy these. Again, I'll include a link so you can see an idea of what I'm talking about. There are apps in the app store. The, the app store. Did I say that right? The app store. For some reason, that no, it's, sounded it's weird. the app store. <laughs> Stop. That's what I feel like I said. <laughs> Anyways, there are light meter apps, but I am not certain how effective they are. I just, I feel like that would be a little questionable to rely well, They're going to come for phone. you now. I know, we're going to get shot down by the light meter app people. Anyways. It's their livelihood, so yeah. nice job. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just not doing so great right now, am I? Just defending people left and right. Yeah. So the only thing you might need a light meter for is just if problems start arising and you need to know how much light your plant is getting, something you know, what's going on with your artificial light, your plant isn't responding well. So I would say, all in all, you aren't going to need to go buy a light meter unless you're really interested in knowing that kind of thing. I know, um, oh, what's his name? Daryl Chang from... Sam, what's that book called? I check it out all the time from the library. Um, It's about plants. How we're gonna look it up here if you hear me typing away. How House to plant artificially journal. light your plant. <laughs> that was you a good, always check that book out. That was a good guess, yeah. Yeah, I always do. No, he wrote House Plant Journal. He is just a whiz at artificial or not artificial lighting, just lighting in general, of using a light meter. That's something I feel like he's really passionate about. And you could go check him out if you want to know more about you know, light meters and how to use them well with your plants. But all in all, I would say if you're having problems with your artificial lighting, your plant maybe is, you know, like it goes light green, it gets crispy edges. As soon as you start using artificial light, then maybe think about getting a light meter to kind of try to solve the problem. Maybe it's getting too much, maybe too little. Uh, But growth is a great indication of if it's getting enough light. If it's hardly growing at all, that's probably indicating that it's not getting enough. Um, there could be other factors. Like, don't think this is just a cure-all. There are other things that can be affecting your plant. But it should be growing really well if it's getting enough light. Like, significant growth, not not crazy amounts. But you know what I mean. Just a I good know. amount of growth. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. All right. Um, so do artificial lights really make that big of a difference? Are they that helpful? You know, if... Are they like, worth it? Yeah, like how much more effective is the sun than artificial lights or vice versa? I think the sun is obviously like the ideal for a balance of light wavelengths that it's giving to plants. But I will say I I think artificial lights are worth it. They can help those plants that aren't getting enough sun. They can help your plants grow well. A lot of plants will start, you know, kind of leading towards a window where all the sun is coming in. And artificial lights can help with that. It can, you know, be directly above it. Actually, as I was researching, Sam, 
I saw something that was interesting. People, like, you can hire um, companies to, like, come and install, like, really fancy grow lights that will help your plants, like, grow, like, upright and well. Oh. They were expensive, though. That was the one thing, as you can imagine. imagine. they would take up a lot of space, too. No, they were, like, these small little nice, like, pendant oh. lights. They looked really, like, classy. I imagined, like, a... Like a new station, sort of. Oh, or like a <laughs> YouTuber. Those giant lights. Yeah. No, they they looked really nice. The only thing is, like, once you get those installed, it's like I gotta keep my plant here. I can't move it from this fancy light. Anyways, that's off topic. But um, back to are they worth it? Yes, hardy plants such as like a pothos or a peacely. Um, have been known to grow really well in windowless environments just with artificial grow lights. So you can rely completely on artificial lights if you need to. Um, obviously not ideal, but you can do it. And it helps you be able to grow plants anywhere in your home, which is always great to be able to bring in you know, more green space to those areas of your home. That anywhere in your home? Dimly. Yeah, why are you questioning that? Anywhere. What are you going to say? The toilet. (laughs) Okay, gross, (laughs) no. Under the sink. No, who would want to plant? Not anywhere in your home. That's People are going to sue you for... You're right, you're right. She said I could grow it anywhere (laughs) in my home. And here I am. All right, anywhere that makes Trying to plant sense. my plant and light it. In the I, toilet. In the toilet. <laughs> no, that would die from your pee, not from artificial lights. Not from your poo, either. Oh, I'm sure it would die from poo. Human poo is not the greatest it Depends on plants. poo, I guess. All right. Here we are, talking I, about poo. I told you. It's got to happen. Yep, you I, did that on purpose. I did. <laughs> We were getting to the end, and I... You had to throw we, it in there. What, oh, Sam. What? This wouldn't be a plant school podcast without it. Without a poop reference. Yeah. Sorry, everyone, to, yeah. to your ears. You're not sorry. So sorry. How much do these things usually cost? Not poop, but um, <laughs> the artificial lights. How much do they usually cost? Where are the best places you can go to buy them? So you can find them at most plant stores, hardware stores. Um, I have not gone specifically looking for uh, fluorescent or LED lights for plants at a hardware store. So don't be mad if you can't find them there. I'm just assuming that they're there. But I would say that your best option is probably just to try online. It's most convenient. You can you know see what's available um, they are actually pretty affordable. Sam, how much do you think they typically cost? Like, give me a range. Five to ten bucks. What? Okay. Well, that would be... That's really cheap. Oh. It's They're, not that, then. I'm guessing. No. Okay. <laughs> I did really bad at guessing, didn't I? If you guys have been listening, you know that Sam... His guessing skills are not a strong suit for him, and it sometimes <laughs> makes me. I frustrated. majored in statistics, so I you know. would think that I would be 
really good at guessing. Oh, but just the it's opposite. It's probably not as low as $10. You are probably right. The probability of you being right is high. Um, the range that I was going for, it's typically between $30 to $50 for a light. It can be cheaper than that. I saw like a single bulb that was as low as $9 on Amazon. And then it can be as high. I, to find out how high they could go, I went on Amazon and put, you know, like, you know how you can filter like lowest to highest price. Mm-hmm. I did highest to lowest, which I've never done. I'm like, come on. I'm in my 20s. I wonder why they have that as <laughs> my an college. option. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just for those fancy people. Um, anyways, they can apparently go as high as $500. But that was like for a pack of 25 incandescent like tube lights. So a big old box of these tube lights, which I don't know why you'd need 25 of them. Lifetime supply. Yeah, for real. 500 bucks. There you go. So I've the options I included in the show notes are some of the more affordable options that are really easy um, to install. They're very popular. Most of them are LEDs. I did include a few uh, fluorescent lights just depending on you know what you want to try. But I just did the ones that had really good reviews that were really popular. Some, some of them were just like ones that I would want to try. But there are so many different varieties. There, like we've talked about, there are the fluorescent tubes. There are, you know, just normal bulbs that you'd like stick into a lamp sort of thing. Um, there are adjustable neck lights that will you can like, you know, adjust it over your plant or adjust it to the side, which are kind of nice. They even have light strips that are like stick on, you know. You know what I mean, Sam, with mm-hmm. a light strip? Yeah. You just peel and stick, and then they even have uh, just like floor lights, like you have a a lamp, I don't know, in your living room that sits on the floor and it's really tall. They have uh, grow lights that are like a floor light that you can bend over your plant if you have a larger plant, and they, they actually look really nice. You know, you wouldn't even know that that was a, a light for your plant. You'd maybe just think it was a decor item. Anyways, there's tons of options. I've included just a small range of kind of the small affordable ones. And yeah, hopefully it's helpful, but there there are so many options out there for for artificial lighting. Rachel. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing all this research. For those who really need to know, hey. I don't know where this plant's going to get light from because I live in a basement apartment or I... Which we've been there. Or I have like our whole a room that doesn't have very good lighting. So mm-hmm. hopefully this episode was helpful to lots of you out there who are listening. And we hope to see you next week. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, or Pocket Cast. Also, you can follow us at Tinny Plants on Instagram, Pinterest, or YouTube. 
Once again, that's Tenny Plants, T-E-N-N-E-Y Plants. If you have any questions or suggestions for future podcast episodes, email us at tennyplants at gmail.com. Or if you're on YouTube, go ahead and comment below and don't forget to like and subscribe. See you next time.